After Labor Day weekend home improvement plans fell through, Richard and his wife Belinda made the last-minute decision to take their two children, five-year-old David and five-month-old Melissa, and their basset hound Droopy, and go on a camping trip to the Siskiyou Mountains in Cooper, Oregon. This seemingly normal camping trip would end up going from a missing persons case to a homicide case in a period of months. And to this day, the mystery remains unsolved. Welcome to the Macabre Family Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Macaw Family Podcast. I am your hostess, Stephanie, here with Mom. So before we get into anything, don't forget to rate and review us on all listening platforms. Also, follow and like us on all our social media accounts. Instagram is Macaw Family. Facebook is the Macaw Family Podcast. TikTok is the Macaw Family Podcast as well. Email us at macawfamilypod at gmail.com for any episode suggestions or for anything at all. We love hearing from you. So what's up? (laughs) Not too much what's happening. That's a mouthful. I know. And you told everybody how to spell properly. M-A-C-A-B-R-E. Very good. There we yes. go. Yes. Anything new in your world? Um, We had a turkey trot. She did not ride turkeys. Um, it's a horse, <laughs> <laughs> a horse thing. It is a horse ride. ride. Yes, yes, yes. They do like 10, 12 miles, but it takes a couple of weeks to prepare. And then it takes another week to unprepare. (laughs) But we had a good turnout. Yeah, Michaela came and helped out. Yep, yep. Godsend, he's, I call him Momor's legs. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Where he just comes to ride the tractor or work on the tractor. Yeah, but he does the heavy stuff, too. And I got my chainsaw running, so I learned how to use that. I don't even want to know if he touched it. No, 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 okay. no, no. It showed me how to operate it, though. Oh, good. That's the freaky part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, you can't use it. I looked at him and I go, you know, I'm just afraid to use it because I just don't know. It's, yeah. You know, it's a plug-in. It's battery operated. It's small. It's nothing big. But it's still a chainsaw. It's still a chainsaw yeah. and it can hurt you. Exactly. So I bring it out and I go, Ugh. He looks at me and I go, I really don't know how to run it. <laughs> and he says, well, you just hold this button down and push this button. And I said, okay. And he did I try, Yeah. Any kind of machinery that we have that I don't know about, I ask him. He's either played with it on online in a mm-hmm. stupid game. Yeah, he plays a farming game. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like when he was hanging around with Pooh. Papu showed yeah. him how to use the chainsaw. Yeah, he has a farm. It's called Farming Simulator. It's literally a game of farming. Oh, it's, I mean, he knew how to run the lawnmower. Yeah. From that. I do. There's yeah. one thing from, I mean, he still had to, t- the lawnmower was still, a, what's the word I'm looking for? It's still a touch and go yeah. with him because yeah. not the big, the zero turn or the other one? The zero turn. I would say the other one, you mean he crashed into a tree with? The the John Deere? Yes. <laughs> no. Yeah. He, it's touching. Like it's well, one that thing, one didn't have any brakes. One thing I learning it on that. a machine. And I laughed the whole time. I mean, I, it yeah. was pretty funny <laughs> after I knew he was okay. But I just watched him go down over the hill. And I'm it's, like, oh, you just, oh my God. right? Goodbye. 
see. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> as long as he doesn't do it in the zero turn. Well, that's it. You yes. know, that, that other, John Deere I didn't care about. 500 bucks, it was, I think I had it five years. Yeah. It had its toll. It didn't have any brakes. The <laughs> mower barely worked. <laughs> no, but, but he loved it. Yeah, he he just loves everything mm-hmm. that he can ride and... Mm-hmm. Motors. I yep. hope he does mechanics and I hope he, he likes it. He's talking about going to construction at his SST school. He, he's going to hurt himself. Of course he is. <laughs> Just like his father. That's why I say mechanics a little less, maybe. No. But I remember I um, dropping, we were changing a transmission and yep. dropping it out. Yeah. And those things are heavy. Yeah. Yeah. So if you anything was in the way. No. Woo-hoo. Yep. Yep. No, they're heavy. Yeah. So, yep. uh, right. You Let's, don't remember the one in uh, my bedroom? That was a motorcycle one. I know. And that was. That was heavy. Yeah. Ask your dad and Uncle Greggy brought it in. For oh, me. I was with dad and uh, Dale when we dropped the transmission. It was one in one of the Volkswagens. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. things is just. I can't imagine. Yeah. Well, I figure, you know what? The motorcycle transmission is probably the size of the Volkswagen transmission, to be honest with you. They're huge. It's just this. It's just ridiculous. Yes. Massive piece of machinery. Yeah. But anywho. Let's get into our. Murdery story. Nice, ready. So Richard Cowden was born on October 9th, 1946. So he would have been Jack's age. He was 44, right? Uh, no, yeah. 42. Jack 42. Was, Momo yeah. was 44, so yeah. he's two years younger than Momo. His wife, Belinda, was born on May 25th, 1952. So there's a bit of an age wow, difference. Wow, between him and her? Yes. At really? the time of our story, he was 28 and she was 22. And they have she was 28, he was 22. No, no, no. All right. She's when, 22. She's 52. He, he's 46. He was born... 46. She was born... 52. Okay. Yeah, okay. so big age I was difference. Looking, yeah. Like, if yeah. you think about it, so they had a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. She was That's 18. That's much of a difference. 46 and 52? So he was 28 and she was 22. Yeah. So six years. Six years. But, I mean, if look at it now. When he was 16, she was 10. I know. Well, uh, when dad was 21, I was 16. It's different than you, if you think about it. No, I get it because when dad was 18, I was 12. Ew. (laughs) That's disgusting. (laughs) Are you sure? That doesn't seem right because I thought- We're five years apart. Ew. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. That's you gross. figure you figure we got married when I was the day after my eighteenth birthday, or it was like three or four days after my eighteenth birthday. Can you imagine any of your daughters coming up to you when she turned? I would have fucking pound you. <laughs> it would have been no way. But um, yeah, Dad was what twenty three. I thought he was twenty two. Yeah. No, he was. Tw- I okay. I was eighteen. He didn't turn twenty three till July seventh. We got married July. Second. I just, for some reason, I thought he was 23 when I was born. No, he was. Oh, okay. Because it was the year later. Yeah. He's 62, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm 58. That's four years. He's 63. Uh, are you sure? <sighs> Dad was born so in 1960. So he's 60. I, for some reason, I thought it was 61 or two. No, he was 1960. Okay. I'm 1965. Okay. These guys are 42. 46 and 52. 46 and 52. So that's six years difference. Yes. So that's not bad. 
I thought it was a lot more. I was thinking 12 or 13. If you, so when you look at 30, 36, it doesn't look bad. But when you look 10, eight, eight, yeah, and 10 16. and 16 or 16 and 23 or whatever. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just feels weird. It does. Whatever. There, they weren't bad people. Now. So you're almost 40. So no. it's like, yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> so the Cowden like family I'm all, like I'm not close getting close to 60, 60 yeah right no. <laughs> the Cowden family lived in White City Oregon Richard worked as a truck driver for a logging company I always wanted to go to Oregon it seems so pretty it is very pretty it's right under Washington right it goes Washington Oregon California because our story takes place in a place that is Oregon I mean Oregon is up in the it's up top I want mm-hmm. to go yeah, no. Washington, Oregon, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because the the Siskiyou Mountains are they right on the northwestern border, California. They're they're in California, they're in California and California. Oregon, kind of like Tennessee and North Carolina with the Smoky Mountains. Yes, they're in yep. both states. Yeah, but not only that, um, the Smoky Mountains and the Blue Ridge Mountains go in together, but it comes off the coast. Mm-hmm. I think that the other ones, it doesn't. I think it stays right on the coast. Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. So on Labor Day weekend, 1974, so you were not even 10. Nine. Nine. No. 60. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, I, for some reason, I'm thinking 66. I don't know why. No. The plan was for Richard to haul a load of gravel for the family's driveway and spend the weekend laying it out and doing all that fun yep. stuff. Yep. Labor Day weekend, do projects. You're yep. not working. Yeah, in the end, he's having time with his family too. They're vacationing mm-hmm. at the same time. Well, no. Well, I mean, maybe, but yeah, they camping. No, 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 no. This was the plan. They were gonna do their driveway. Oh, okay. I thought he went. See, okay, this is why I shouldn't let you read stuff first. <laughs> <laughs> While Richard was working on the driveway, Belinda and the kids would hang around the house unexpectedly. Yes. The truck Richard was going to use to haul the gravel broke down. Okay. I so he couldn't. Things. Yes. Okay, I so, skim, skim, skim. So he couldn't do the Labor Day weekend chore he wanted to do. Gotcha. So the next best thing. They go camping. Yes. So. And this is Siskiyou. Saskatchewan. Siskiyou. I know. Siskiyou. I had to look it up. Did you? Yeah. Did you make them pronounce it? Yes, like, I did. Okay, Siskiyou. Oh, oh that's too. how you knew it. Yeah, I wrote it out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, phonetically. Yep. They decided to go someplace they had been many times before. Yep. The Siskiyou Mountains near Carberry Creek in Cooper, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Is it Cooper or Copper? Cooper. C-O-O-P-E-R? Nope. C-O-P-P. Copper. Yeah. So Copper Mountain. Mm-hmm. Copper, Oregon. Which no longer exists, by the way. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, they've lived here. They camped there many times. Yes. In fact, Belinda's mom only lived a mile from the campsite. Okay. And even worked at the general store in town. Okay. Small town. So Copper, Oregon no longer exists. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> do you know anything more about it do i yeah. what what happened they flooded it so now it is a lake yeah it's applegate dam created a lake stretching a little over four miles okay so how many homes did they have to wreck for that so they didn't talk they they said it had a post office and a few buildings mm-hmm. so there were no homes there were no homes so but they also didn't find out if they're still there or not yep because sometimes when they flood it they'll they take just them out leave it Oh. Well, sometimes they demolish them and sometimes they won't. Right, right. 
I don't know. Yeah. Like, because if it's not very deep, they'll have right. to demolish it because then. The debris is going to just yeah. keep coming up anyways. And I think that was a thing too. They were talking about um, when the water recedes, uh-huh. you can see where the highway used to be or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't that's, know. That's screwed up. That's weird. Screwed up. I was listening to a podcast and it's about um, Nate missing in murdered indigenous women. Mm-hmm. And the, they were talking to somebody's mom and the, the lady said all these damning and stuff like that. Yep. It just messes with the, the way things are supposed to be. The flow of it. It's, yeah. it's like, it's not natural. The, everything is made for a reason. She was talking about this river that used to be this tranquil, really nice river mm-hmm. that would pe- they would go to to meditate right, and like right. and then they did something to it and it created this treacherous probably, area where well, people are drowning and dying all the time. Well, the, uh, it, it's like aura, but you're changing. It's like changing, changing a pattern or uh-huh. changing something. And there, yeah, there were the talk- ripple of is that the ripple effect? Yeah, well, it's it, it, like the butterfly effect or whatever. That's what like, I mean. Well, no, it, but the way she was talking about it, it, it sounded beautiful. Uh-huh. But just the fact that we're the main, main one game little man. thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, this, it's going to be energy. It's going to change yeah. all kinds of energy. It's, and water is a big thing. They mm-hmm. said like a lot of hauntings will. Mm-hmm. Be around water and right. limestone, which is created by water or something like that. I limestone not sure. is a big conductor of energy. Wow! Right, Hunter? Limestone. limestone. She didn't know shit. She didn't. She wasn't <laughs> listening. She's too involved in it. But friend. they this um, this reservation that they put them on. They used to have, I don't know, twelve thousand or something ridiculous mm-hmm. amount of acres, and they put them in this twelve mile box. Yeah. Yep, it's ridiculous, and they're working yep. at trying to get some of their land back. And if I don't see why they can't have it back, especially if I don't see why it's theirs, I don't see why they can't have it back. It, why they shouldn't have been taken away? Exactly. Like Pretty that's much. what I mean. It just, it just. No, know. instead we want to do sports betting online so we yeah. can help our indigenous people. Well, we can help them by giving their shit back. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Instead, no, we're just paying for it and having fun. We're just making them the joker, the class clown or whatever. That's, so it's entertain, yeah. entertaining. And the, I mean, there's nothing to do with this case at all, but the, I know. the number of women that go missing in just in that Humboldt County in California, yeah. especially indigenous women, is insane. Uh, almost as bad as Canada or on the tears of a highway. That's, I, mean, I highway think I'm pretty tears. sure it comes down through there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, pay, yeah. so back to our story. Okay, the poor Cowden family. <laughs> on August 30th, 1974, the family packed up their 1956 Ford pickup truck and headed to the mountains for some camping. Ooh. Before they set up the campsite for the night, they stopped at the general store where Belinda's mom worked and chit-chatted with her for a bit. The kids must have been so excited. See, Grandma? Yes. They let her know their plans and made plans to have dinner with her at the house on September 1st after the camping trip was over. And on the way home. Now, how far away are they from here? I don't know. I know they're they a mile live, from the grandparents, but... Yeah, they live... They right. get to live They live in White City. So I don't know what the that is. You can Google it while I talk. Mm-hmm. White City to Cooper. Copper. Copper. <laughs> I kept saying Cooper in my head, and I don't know why. By all accounts, everything about the family's weekend was normal. Nothing seemed to happen out of the ordinary for what we know. 
since it was 1974, we don't have any photos or cell phone data to investigate to see how it went. But on September 1st, Richard and five-year-old David walked to Copper General Store around 9 a.m. They walked to the store to get milk, seemingly for the breakfast for the family. After buying the milk, David and Richard left the store and headed back to the campsite. This would be the last time anyone of the Cowden family would be seen alive. Everything seemed normal while the boys were in the store. They didn't say that, you know, there was no distress or anything like that. Right, right. They, didn't they seemed perfectly to any problems. fine. Yeah. It's only an hour and five minutes. Oh, okay, so not crazy. No. By early evening on September 1st, when the family hadn't shown up to Belinda's mom's house for dinner, she decided to head to the campsite to see if everything was okay. It wasn't like Belinda and Richard to not show up and they said they would. Right. And, and there's no cell phones. Yep. When Belinda's mom got to the campsite, though, she could tell something was off. The family's truck was parked there with a key sitting on the picnic table. There was also a diaper bag, her purse, a camp stove that was set up, and the gallon of milk that was half gone. So it looked like people just left. Yeah. And you know, they matched you know. the one that he bought. A plastic dish pan filled with water was sitting on the ground for washing dishes. Also on the ground was an expensive wristwatch and wallet belonging to Richard, as well as a pack of cigarettes that matched Belinda's... Um, Brand. Yeah. Yeah. When Belinda's mom peeked into the truck, she saw that it appeared untouched and all the family's clothes were in there besides their bathing suits. Jeez. So they, in other words, they're going to come to the conclusion they went out for a morning dip. Yeah. And... Where was it September? And yeah, let's yeah see. well, or uh, yeah, September, I mean, it's still yeah, gonna be pretty warm, pretty warm, a little bit, yeah, right on the like California, but it's still north. Uh, it is north. It's, I like, mean, I guess September is pretty warm it's like here, Pennsylvania. I mean, north. it was just 80 two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Belinda's mom searched around the area for about an hour, and when she came up empty handed, she went to the store to call the police. Orchid, Oregon. Oregon State Police came and searched the area until it was too dark to see. Okay. Okay. Later, Mark Kaiser would investigate, would state that the investigation was delayed for about a day because there was no sign of anything violent happened. Oh my God. So yeah, I, I have it a whole thing. It doesn't have to be like, anything why, violent. They why? could have just walked out in the woods and got lost too. It doesn't make any sense. But whole anyway, go family. Ahead. No, I, I, I literally wrote, I want to stop here and try to make sense of that. Oh my <laughs> fucking word. The whole family is camping near a river. All their stuff's there. They're and being they're gone. And we're, we're just going to sit back and oh, wait a few days. It's dark. Let's go back. Fuck you. Right? Well, I mean, I'm sure they had infrared back there. Come on. Well, they probably didn't have any helicopters. Did. They were in Oregon. But it's like... So we they didn't, have helicopters. They didn't think it was important enough to do that. They said, well, okay, well, it's too dark. We're the gonna whole fucking family is gone. Yep. Are you ridiculous? Yep. yep, 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 yep. No wallet with them. So no money, no car to go anywhere. Hmm. Right? It's dark. And there's still nowhere to be found with a five-month-old baby. They are really making Oregon a uh, bad name. Well, it's just, it's kind of ridiculous. And it, oh. I, I put it to, it's their 70s. I mean, we learned, we talked about this last yeah, time with the, with the case of bringing too many people in and causing a right. problem. And, it, and it's even just like, you know, um, the bus dropping you off at home. Yeah. You know, or, and here I am running over to to Harper to put her on the bus. You know, we're talking 30 years difference, but still, I, there's no way. It's, this day and age, no matter where you live. Yeah. It's just the 70s. I don't know if it was It was just a little bit easier. Not priority. Well, I used to walk to school for crying out loud. Yeah. 
You know, I wouldn't even dare for the kids anymore. Not well, unless they have tons of buddies with them. Yeah. You so know, I don't know. Police officer stated that it the camp was spooky. Even the milk was on the table. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know something's so off. Somebody's coming back. I mean, it was left like they didn't didn't want. Yeah. It was left like they were coming back. And if it's dark time and they're still not back, and you're not going to think that's problem. weird, yeah. The next day on September 2nd, a glimmer of hope came with the scratching on the door of the Cooper Copper General Store. It was droopy. And he ca- found his way there? So that's the other thing. The dog's missing too. So yeah, he found his way back to the store. He was now, stressed is- out and hungry, but he was alive. Yeah, but it was an unknown... Dog this, was not in his area unless they had lived there prior. Well, no, they hadn't. But this is they go camping there the all bar, the time. Yeah, okay. and the the mom lives around the Dogs area. Dogs aren't stupid. No. So on September second, with the discovery of Droopy and the family still missing, the search started in earnest. It was the largest search in Oregon history. So they could have started twenty four hours. Yeah, it included state police, local police, explorer mm-hmm. scouts, the Forest Service, and the National Guard. And on top of that, hundreds of volunteers showed up to help. Whole family. They searched 25 miles of roads and trails around the campsite. They flew helicopters around the area with infrared imaging and nothing Gee. was found. Gee, maybe because the bodies are cold by now? The official search was suspended on September 7th after only five days of searching. That's it? Yep. That's it? Yeah. Okay. Just because the government stopped, the family and friends of the Cowdens continue to look on weekends. It took vacation time to spend time looking. Tracking dogs? They They didn't say, say. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, maybe. I don't know. Although the police weren't on the ground searching, they interviewed 150 people and offered a $2,000 reward for any information on the family, which is $12,000 in today's money. Right. Right. That's what? $3,000 a piece? (laughs) Jesus Christ. How much is your family worth? (laughs) <laughs> hunting season was also fast approaching and Richard's sister wrote a letter to the Medford Mail Tribune pleading to hunters to be alert. Yeah, look out. A connection to the family mentioning the ages of the children kind of in a hopes to mm-hmm. make people stop and think and mm-hmm. look. Mm-hmm. Before they fire the gun. While all this other stuff was happening, over 200 citizens wrote to the Senator of Oregon requesting the help of the FBI. However, the petition to the FBI was denied on the grounds that there was no evidence that the Cowdens had been kidnapped or taken across state lines. Because back then, all the FBI cared about was kidnappings, I yes. guess. Yes. So here's a fun fact. Okay. At this time, eight women were missing from Oregon and Washington. And the police looked into it as a, to see if they were linked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. They found out there was no connection. Why? But those eight women yeah. would be linked to Ted Bundy. Isn't oh that wild? God. So think about the seventies and all the yep. serial. Ed Kemper right. was right. the right was going. Yeah, I forgot in Oregon. Ted that's ben. where Ted, Ted Bundy. Bundy was from. It seems like all serial killers they were big in the seventies. Yeah, because they attribute because nobody knew anything well, about it. That and they attribute a lot of the mental issues when it came to serial killers mm-hmm. to do with um, possibility of. Uh, some PTSD. Kind, no, some something in like the water. Hmm. I don't think it was arsenic, but like something lead, lead in oh, the water okay. and shit yep, that yep, could have yep, caused. Yep. yep. Dysfunction in the brain. Yep. Um, I remember as a kid watching the news when oh. um, they discovered a body with the Boston Strangler. 
That was a big thing, and that was the 70s too, right? I lived in Massachusetts. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Scary. And Richard Ramirez. I mean, like, if you look back, serial killers, like, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all back in the 70s. Yeah. They just started getting caught. Yeah, I think that's what it was, you too. Know, yeah. And they put it, I don't know how long the name serial has been out there, but they, oh, that's a good question. I have to look it up. Mm. I think actually that didn't come about until Ed Kemper had gotten, he was meeting with back before there was a behavioral unit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he was in jail and he was helping them figure out why people did this and right. stuff like that. Right. And I think that's when they More came psychology. up with the serial killer. Yeah. I forget his name. I have huh. his book. Huh. There was a Netflix show about it. Mindhunter. Oh, Yes, yes. So months and months went by with no trace of the family at all. It was like they kind of like were plucked like by, from a- by out. aliens. Uh, okay. <laughs> Oregon's another big state for that. Right? Along with Bigfoot. the big trees. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break here. When we get back, we will hear about what happened to the Cowden family and who could be responsible. True crime meets the supernatural and the unexplained. Where true crime and chills go hand in hand. Welcome to Total Conundrum, the podcast that explores the dark, the eerie, and the downright mysterious. Join us as we embark on a spine-tingling journey through the mysteries that keep you up at night. We're diving deep into true crime stories, uncovering the most baffling cases, and exploring the twisted minds behind them. But we don't stop there. We're also exploring the paranormal, from haunted houses to cryptids and all the creepy things that go bump in the night. Get ready for some supernatural thrills. And what sets us apart? Prepare for a dose of dark humor as we navigate through the creepy and bizarre. <laughs> We've got it all. Bone-chilling tales, banter, and mind-boggling conundrums. You won't know whether to scream or laugh. So grab your favorite snack, turn down the lights, and join us for a roller coaster ride of true crime and the supernatural sprinkled with a bit of comic banter. Stay curious. Stay captivated, and let's dive into the world of Total Conundrum. Now available on your favorite podcast platform. Get ready to be captivated, creeped out, and cracked up with Total Conundrum. Thanks for hanging out with us here at Total Conundrum. Please make sure to check out our website and blog at totalconundrum.com. For news, upcoming events, merch, bloopers, and additional hysteria, you never know what will pop up, so be sure to follow along. If you want to show your support for Total Conundrum and gain access to all of our bonus content, please visit our Patreon page. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The links are available in our show notes. 
If you have any questions, comments, recommendations, or stories to share, please email us at contact at totalconundrum.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate the love. Keep on creeping on, mother cluckers. We're back. So, what do you think of the story so far? Okay, I'm a little pissed. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, ready to get more pissed? <laughs> <laughs> On April 12th, 1975, two gold prospectors were hiking through the woods near Carberry Creek. While they were hiking, they came across a decomposing body of an adult male tied to a tree. Oh, my God. On a steep hillside about seven miles from where the Cowden family campsite was. Okay, so tied tie up to a tree. Tied him up. No other bodies found yet. Not yet. They so. went and called authorities, and it was okay. determined that the body was that of Richard Cowden. Mm. In searching the area, a small cave was found nearby. Mm-hmm. The entrance mm-hmm. of the cave was sealed with rocks to a point. Okay. Like, they so tried to way, cover right, up the cover. Right. So, if any overflying or whatever, they yeah. wouldn't. When uh, they went to the entrance, though, the police were able to see inside and saw bodies there. <sighs> They were able to move, remove the rocks around the entrance that were clearly put there purposely to disguise the entrance and hide the bodies. Inside, they found the body of a woman and two children. Those three bodies were able to be identified as Belinda, David, and Melissa by dental records. Because yeah, well, the baby doesn't have them yet. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You like, know, huh, the they must yeah, have they just, just figured. Kind of assumed. Yeah, because back then, they can you imagine really if it wasn't her? <clears throat> Right? God forbid. Belinda and five-year-old David uh, had been killed with a twenty-two caliber gunshot wounds. Okay, nice and easy. Okay, yeah. Melissa was killed due to blunt force trauma. Oh, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Come on. They were never able to determine how Richard died due to the decomposition since he had been outside for seven months. Yeah, they probably put him out there, uh, let him watch. Can, that's a Listen to him. Yeah. And then just walked away. At first, the authorities investigated Richard doing this to his own family. Ah, he was tied up. That's yeah. Well, that was soon thrown out for multiple reasons. No weapon. Right. And he was, like you said, tied up. He was tied up. So I don't know, like, they don't really explain how he was tied up. If uh-huh. his hands are in front, behind, like, I'm I suppose assuming if you they could said tie yourself tie up. to a tree, I'm yeah. assuming he's tied, his arms are wrapped, wrapped around, around the, the tree. back of the tree. You know, his, that's an assumption. So I saw one way was the head wasn't there. When mm-hmm. the hike, the people that were hiking saw the head and then kind of looked up and saw the body. Oh. So it like rolled down the hill. Oh. So yeah. Although no weapon was found, they did find a bullet at the scene. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was near Richard or Belinda. I'm assuming near Belinda. It belonged to a Marlin manufactured 22 rifle. There have been no problems in the marriage. They had no money issues. It seemed the Cowden family was a picture perfect family. So, which is even more devastating. I mean, murders 
sad as it is, but to a family with a five month old baby, just drop the kids off somewhere. Like, come like, on. Why? 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 According to Lieutenant Mark Kaiser, Kieser, he said that this, quote, this whole thing smacks of a weirdo, end quote. Uh, I think there's more than that. Well, yeah. I think there's more than that. Oh, after the discovery. This is brutal. Yep. After the discoveries of the bodies, a theory of what happened came about. The police believe that once Richard and David came back from the store, they had breakfast, got into their bathing suits, and went down to Carber- Carberry Creek to go swimming. Sometime before noon, it is believed that someone came upon the family and abducted them at gunpoint. They believed that whoever killed the family was someone who knew the area. It wasn't a place some random person would know. It had been found out that in September, a volunteer had searched the cave that Belinda and the children were found in. Really? Nobody had been there. So he kept them for a while? Or that's what I mean. But so they only searched the area for five days. Plus. So they could have killed, he could have killed them somewhere and then throw them in the back of the car. Seven miles, I guess it's pretty far away. So maybe not killed them there no but or i, I can't imagine them not killing them there it is weird and then you'd be dragging bodies around but why, it, why bother so with that? that's what they said I'm sure they asked the searcher there. to bring them to the cave mm-hmm. and the searcher was able to bring them directly to where he said yeah. he searched yeah but when it comes to these stories people love to make shit I up i know there's stuff i, know I didn't put in here that just and... didn't make any sense right because well, it just take... didn't sound right they take the fact and they write whatever they want. Yeah. It, as a, it can change the whole story. So I don't know if you've got this far. Oh, yep. You're looking right at him. Mm-hmm. Over the years, there's really been only one person who the police and many other people believed was involved. Technically, the case is cold, but in reality, yeah. their sights have been on the same person for a while. Okay. A quote from Richard Davis, an Oregon State police detective that worked on the case until he retired. Okay. Quote, the ones you don't convict, the ones that get away, they're the ones that haunt you, end quote. Oh, so uh, yeah. This is, he knows who did it. Ugh. And they can't charge this guy at all. There's not enough ed- evidence. It's all circumstantial. Of course. Dwayne but now you Lee. throw that shit out there and people yeah. get a death penalty. Allegedly, allegedly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dwayne Lee Little. <clears throat> Dwayne lived in the area at the time and had been recently paroled from the Oregon State Penitentiary on May 24th, 1974. So before anyone assumes anything, Dwayne wasn't in jail for drugs. Okay. Or anything small. Okay. No, no, no. He was in jail because he raped and murdered a young girl. Oh, great. Yes, he's Now, a, how he's long was he in jail for? Oh, and then well, he gets paroled? Get the fuck into it. Don't okay. you worry. Because life isn't life. No. Quote, people's lives, other people's lives to him are absolutely of no concern. Mm-hmm. He wants what he wants. And if I have to kill her to get it, that's the way it is. End quote. And that's from Richard Davis. And this is in reference to Dwayne. Yep, yep. On November 2nd, 1964, 16-year-old Orla Faye Phipps took her horse out for a ride in Springfield, Oregon. (sighs) After a few hours when Orla hadn't returned, her family got worried and they set out to look for her in case she was hurt while riding, which could happen Uh, if you're, especially if you're riding by yourself. Of course. Oh, we were just talking about that. Um, There was a girl in the woods who ended up caught in uh, barbed wire or something, barbed wire. 
And the horse, thank God, just stood still, but she said it took her a long time. It ended up down. The horse ended up laying down. It took her a while to unstick the horse. That's why the war- fucking barbed wire, I hate it. I had been pulling it out of the backyard. Papu put it up all around the 50 acres at the time. Yeah. And the trail that goes right through, I it's, it's sitting so, right there. There was a whole bunch in there. And I fell. And, no. Jesus. No. No, stay off my fucking property. Well, yeah. You know? <laughs> well, no, I just meant like, because deer will get caught up in it, other animals. I, yeah, I know. And it, it does. But in the old uh, yeah. open wide plains, they still have separation of cows wide. are smart enough to know to stop, to not go near it, right? No. Oh. Cow, that's why they're so aggressive, because the cows would plow through anything <sighs> else. Yeah. You know, they. we couldn't even have an electric fence when we had the cows. Yeah. So, yeah, that, so they went. The Phipps family and their neighbors were searching in the woods when Roy Stuckey, a neighbor, found Orla's horse. The family called the police when the horse was found without her. While they waited for the police, Roy continued to look around the area, kind of expanding his search wider and wider, starting from one point where the horse was. He couldn't go back to the horse horse hooves in the ground? Well, I don't think the... I don't, it didn't say if she, the horse was startled or not. The horse seemed to be just kind of hanging. Right. Right. So I don't know if... We'll get I always it. follow the tracks. Yeah. Well, they waited. Okay. So when he was looking, he came across Orla's body hidden under a thick brush. Orla was laying face up with her throat cut and pieces mm-hmm. of her clothes had been ripped. The police closed off the scene to make sure nobody's safe. Right. And actually the coroner couldn't come till the next day. So a police officer stood with her body mm-hmm. till they that. could come. Yeah. Yeah. The, disturbed nothing hopefully yep. and hopefully it wasn't inclement weather either orla suffered blunt force trauma to the head causing a fractured skull her throat had been cut and she had also been stabbed numerous times so this is like a frenzied attack mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. also it was determined that whoever killed her raped her after she died oh that's disgusting so that's what, what they call post-mortem that? right is they after call- death Yes. Okay. So yeah, no, he, she'd been what, raped post mortem. What do they call that? Um, Hunter, do you know? I can't. Uh, it's like on the tip of my tongue. I feel like it's hard to see. Yeah, I do too. I uh, can't remember. Okay. Something. <sighs> okay, we we can't sit here quietly. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I don't want to put it in my phone either. <laughs> oh no! I already looked up what raping post mortem is. That after death or before death? <laughs> Yeah, that's after necrophilia. necrophilia. I knew there was a name and I knew I knew it. it. I don't know if he had raped her beforehand too, though, or tried to. And she, he ended up, he could have been doing it while the life was coming out of her because (sighs) that's how he got off. Who knows? She had defensive wounds, so it was believed she tried to fight for her life. Oh, I bet. After Orla was murdered, the police went around town getting samples from the men in the area. And one of those quote unquote men were Dwayne Little who at the time was 15. Really? Yep. It was determined that the samples matched. His parents gave permission for him to... To do give, it. Yep, give his DNA. Okay. okay. Dwayne was convicted Well, they didn't have DNA back then, but they... February part- 10th. Uh, you could tell your blood type. Type. Yep. And they could still, that can be disputed yep. because... Well, on February 10th, 1966, he was given a life sentence, but by 1974, mm-hmm. he was back out in the world. Oh, great. His we just parents, missed him so much. His parents and his lawyers 
tried to get it overturned, saying that his parents didn't get permission to do the DNA in blood. Of course they did. So I think they could te- test the semen for something back then. It wasn't like you the could, DNA could, now, but there's... There, I did learn that in the semen, I think it's in the semen. Semen? It, there's different... No, there's, I can't remember what it's called. I don't know if it's... They were able to convict him. He was supposed to get life, but he was out what? Less than, yeah, less than 10 years. That's ridiculous. The reason that Dwayne was even thought of was it was determined that he was around Copper Creek on Labor Day weekend in 1974. Yeah, yeah. It was determined that Dwayne Lee Little was spotted at a restaurant in the area around noon the day that Cowden family was abducted. Not only that, a truck matching the description of his truck was spotted at the campground that they were staying with. There was a man driving the truck that fit his description, along with a woman in the middle with another man on the other side of her. Okay, where were the kids at that point? No, no, no. No. Nope, hold on. <laughs> All these people match the description of Dwayne and his parents. Yep. Are you kidding me? No, the family that made the claim said that they were being stared at and the people made them feel unwelcome, like they were waiting for them to leave because they were at the campground. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, Another elderly couple saw the same people in the truck, and they witnessed them on a narrow mountain road in the area. And since they had to pass slowly because it was narrow, it looked like the women appeared to be crying. Dwayne's parents denied being in that area at the time, although a miner in the area who owned a cabin said that on September 2nd, Dwayne and his parents came into his cabin and signed a guest book for visitors. Oh, my God. Like I said, his parents tried to help him get off. So many times, yep. but he was so young. Yeah. That's so what, he was 15 hmm. when he was, he was the youngest one there in jail. So 15 so that, to eight year, nope, 66 to 74. 66 to 74. That's only eight years. Yeah. So 15, 16, 17. He's 23, 24. Mm-hmm. Around Christmas time, 1974, Dwayne's girlfriend called police and reported that she saw him with a 22 rifle, the same type that killed the family. On January 12th, 1975, his parole was revoked and his home was searched for the rifle, but it was never found. They did know that there had been a 22 in that house because his mother had bought the exact same gun. Oh my God. That was used to kill Belinda and David. This, this reminds me, who, what's the... Um Mother, head of that gang, her and the boys. I can't remember. Is it Mabaka? Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Although they didn't find the gun, they did find a spring that fit the gun and was made for the twenty-two. Okay, but that's still but they, no proof at that they time. They proof she had the gun and mm-hmm. bought the gun, but mm-hmm. no proof that it was there anymore. Mm-hmm. They arrested him for being in possession of a firearm as a felon and brought him in to talk to him. Mm-hmm. They asked him to take a polygraph, and he said no. And that was the extent of their conversation. He and refused. that's it. Yep. Done. They have plenty of circumstantial evidence, but he'll never be convicted, or has never been convicted of the crime. Did they ever put it in front of a judge to see if uh, they could get a charge on him? I don't know. They didn't really talk about yeah. it. But don't worry, because he once again was paroled in April 16th, 1977, for his felony firearm thing. Yep. So how many people died now? One. Oh, I'm sorry. Nope. He didn't, shouldn't die, sorry. No. <laughs> it didn't take long for Dwayne to offend again because on June, June 2nd, 1980, he picked up a pregnant 23-year-old named Margie Hunter. Oh. Margie's car had broken down near Portland, Oregon. The mm-hmm. only reason Margie 
got into the car at first because she thought she recognized him as somebody she knew because she was That's hitchhiking, yeah, but yeah, she yeah, looked yeah. in and she's like, oh, I know this person. And right, then realized right. she didn't. Felt a little more comfortable. Put your guard down a little bit. Dwayne took Margie onto the freeway island at 205 and I-5 where he raped and killed her. Or so he thought. Mm. Again, she was pregnant. Yep. Baby she died. survived as did her unborn child. Oh my God. Good for them. He was convicted of attempted homicide and sentenced to three life sentences. He is still sitting in jail and refuses to talk about any of the murders he had been questioned about. Oh my God. So he won't talk about them. He also is refusing to take part of any mental health evaluations in jail because he doesn't want that. To be part of his plea, if anything. Uh, somebody from jail came in and said that he had admitted to them that he murdered them, but he'll never admit publicly that he did it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how can you not? Even the, even the, um, evidence that. Yeah. I the circumstantial. Get, thank you. I this was is cold. This is a cold. This is like a cold justice case right here. Yeah, it is. And that's what coming back. Is she? That's coming back next year. Is it really? Yes. Oh, I've watched everyone. I'm I, I love it. Over and over yeah. again. She has a new show too called prosecuting evil. Really? That's coming out. Yeah, I think huh. it's November. Oh my God. What's her name? Kelly Siegler. Thank you. For some reason, I can't. I every love her. name today is I, not coming out of my uh, mouth. She's from Texas, I think. She does have a home accent. I love her. Mm-hmm. She's no mm-hmm. nonsense bullshit. No, she doesn't tell. It's just like, and I don't know. I think they've got quite a few convictions due to the, yes. the show. Yes, or answered a lot of questions. questions. This is. 1974, and it's just like if anybody who's involved with the case isn't, isn't alive anymore, their parents are probably passed away. Parents, well, his parents. They were born in the 40s, so his parents have got to be conned. Um, Because he would be. Richard like, Cowden's father committed suicide, suicide yeah. a few months after the bodies were discovered. But they cleared him of any involvement. I know, that's. Why that's would it, so I didn't even want to bring it up because it doesn't make any sense to me. What, why they why would, would his, even think it? Because, yeah. he, because he committed suicide. Usually people that do that are, uh, they feel you know, guilty, feel guilty yeah, but, of killing his fa- his family. and then, Or felt guilt for, felt devastated that his child it, is dead. It could be one or, or only the son. other. Yeah. You know, so it's a 50-50. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, that's ridiculous. But yeah, so that's a weird wild case. Yeah, it is. I hadn't heard of that one before. I hadn't either. I don't yeah. remember where I found it. Yeah. But that one I want. Fuckers, you know? I, it doesn't the make par- The parents went and they signed the guest book. Idiots. They can't even say, but well, okay, like, I was set up. Isn't that enough proof? That's enough. And they yeah. have too many witnesses saw him there. Yeah. But all those people are. But why would they do that? No reason. The why mother, would he, why would he murder her? crying like- though, right? Well, he when said they that she saw, was sitting in the pa- pa- middle crying. Crying because they he probably confessed to him to them what he did. They he brought them up there to see it. To see it. Yeah. That's probably good... put rocks in front of it to hide it. But the, then the, the searcher said they searched it, but when what day did they search it? Where were they like you know what I mean? It it's just, just all like, weird. Like the caves, people say, drop them down into, um, uh, like, uh, Susan Cox Powell. 
where yes, they think yes, her and they just she'll never be found. She'll which is in the mind. Yeah, they say just to drop dirt on it because any drone or anything, you wouldn't see that body. So uh, they drop a camera down. I was seeing a stone. Listening to that podcast again, and they were talking about there's a girl who went missing, and they brought cadaver dogs around mm-hmm. the river, mm-hmm. and the cadaver dogs hit on a place where somebody there was an accident and somebody died yep. years ago yeah so if you're gonna kill somebody kill them where somebody had already died and you can just claim hide that. the body yep. there's already <laughs> cadavers there <laughs> i kill know somebody it's in like the cemetery it's like that's not how i would have done it you know <laughs> right <laughs> well all right thank you all for listening as always follow us on all our socials and next time, I believe I'm going to be looking into that guy, Wayne Ford. Was that what I said his name was? The guy that From? showed up at the police station with the boob in his pocket? The severed oh, breast? Oh, Jesus. It gets me every time. Especially when I only have one. <laughs> you have a fake one. <laughs> That's all I can picture is the fake one, him bringing in the fake one. Have you seen that movie, Just Go With It, with Jennifer? I, haven't, I haven't finished it yet. But when, is, when he's like, she goes, what is this? And he's like, they're boobies. And she goes, this is not, this is real. This is not. And he goes to try to touch her boobs. She goes, no. <laughs> I, love I have her. It, I, I love her too. I have She's and so I have it on my favorites because that's one that I wanted to you watch. Ha- you have to. It's so yeah. fun. It's cracks I, well, me like, up. Did you watch the murders? Uh, murder mystery with both of them. There was two movies. No, I haven't watched the second one yet because we're pretty good. They're we, both. Cute. We had Netflix yeah. and we're borrowing it. And every time we try to watch it, it says it appears you're not part of the Is household. That mine? No. Oh, you just, I think just use mine. I don't know my password though. Exactly. You can figure it out. <laughs> we just started Try watching all the normal. <laughs> Apple TV, uh, Ted Lasso. Have, yeah. you heard, have you heard of it? I've heard of Ted Lasso, but I'm trying to. It's a, t- it's about, um, he is an oh, American. I've seen it. Detective though, isn't he? No, he's a football coach or soccer coach, wherever you live. But I he, see it he's advertised. From Kansas I probably City, and he goes to England to coach <laughs> soccer. He's like the, he's like perpetually happy. Yep. So it's yep. hilarious because yep. they're not. Well, there's just the the doom one of the, and gloom. One of the guys is like his catchphrase is like "fuck you, you fucker." Like I don't know. We Nathan love it. We watched almost a whole season in one night. Yeah. Because it's just because it's Jason Sudeikis. You, I'm sure you've seen him in like horrible bosses. He's in a bunch of stuff, but he, hmm. he's just a really good actor. And yeah. I think he's originally from Kansas City, so he's yeah. like he's catching got the that. accent. Yeah, down. he's cute. got the whole. He's got like a mustache. Down. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I know. I've seen it advertised. It's but... good. I, I had been putting it off. I'm like, oh, am I really gonna like this? Yeah, but it's one of those of shows. Things. It's like really heartwarming. Yeah, because he's yeah. so positive. Yeah, yeah. It's cute. Is he gay? No. So why is he so happy? He's just a Southern charm. He's from Kansas. True, true, Him and his uh, other coach, uh, Coach Beard, he looks exactly like Nathan. I'll show you a picture. It's Nathan to a T. I'm, I'm watching him like, oh my God, it looks like you. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. And as always, my friends, stay spooky. Bye. Bye. Bye.